Welcome to the Homegirls. Four top producing mega realtors, moms, wives, and friends talking about real estate and real life. Angela, Kristen, Jessica, and Lindsay are in the top 1% of all real estate agents and would be honored to receive your real estate referrals in Colorado. Join us as we drop a new episode every Monday anywhere podcasts are aired, in real life on YouTube, and connect with us every day on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at HomegirlsCO. Thanks for listening. We love you. Home girls, hey. Um, we have got Jenny Wolick with the Wolick group here from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Now, I have to kind of tell you my little obsession with you. I know it sounds kind of crazy. I know, I know, you're shocked right now. Um, I kind of feel like I'm Lindsay right now. <laughs> I, uh, I've been watching you from afar. Like, I watch you on social media, I follow your team. And you are just so graceful and you are just always happy and you're always smiling. And I just, I love that. And then I finally got to meet you at family reunion this past, this, this past February. So I got, I got like little butterflies when you were in the same room with me. So I was like super excited to talk to you. So I'm, I'm so excited that you're on our podcast today and I want to hear your story, even though I know your story. I want everybody else to hear it because I think it's just amazing. And I think you're a, a very wonderful woman. So tell us, tell us about you. Wow. I mean, <laughs> seriously, my favorite person ever. Now. <laughs> I am such, so honored that you even say that. And to be really honest, when people share that with me um, or anything related like that, it really is so touching and emotional. I um, obviously, we all are living in this world, especially now with our new exciting challenges of, of this uh, virus, but otherwise, especially being moms, especially being business people, um, we're all living in a struggle every single day, no matter what you have going on. And I just have always felt like, I don't know where it came from, it's this, this grit and this perseverance thing of just being I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to quit. And so I've been in real estate for 19 years. I am 47 years old and I do the math every morning and I'm like, what the heck? And girl, you are not 47. Up. Wait, hold on. Pump the brakes. You are not 47. I really wish that that was true. I'm you do not look your age. <laughs> well, thank you. So that is honestly, I mean, like every day is as you do, you guys know this, your moms and, and you, you're living this life or this world of, um, of being successful and you all are, and, um, you just start doing the math. You're like, Holy crap. I'm, I'm going to run out of time on my goals or my dreams. And, um, that's really where I've been over the last, you know, I'd say 12 years since I've been with my current company, Keller Williams. And this isn't a plug for Keller Williams. It's just that that's the company that offered me the, the training and the, experiences that have helped me grow so much. And so um, over these 19 years in real estate, I've gone through tons of ups and downs and team growth and losing people and different real estate shifts as we are experiencing now as well. And so a few years back, I was having lots of fun. Uh, I took bold this class, the training class that we have, I've taken it 17 times now. And one, one year I took it four times in a row and three of those were in Oklahoma City, which is uh, a city that's near us, but far enough away. So there's lots of uh, real estate that happens, referral opportunities. So I was getting tons of real estate referrals from 
my neighbor friends in Oklahoma City to Tulsa. That's where I'm located. And I just was like, what in the world? I'm never going to be able to repay all these agents back with a referral in return. And I was feeling guilty about that. And so I thought, well, what could I do that would allow me to give back in some way? Maybe it's not a financial referral. Maybe it's adding back through value. And so that's where I came up with having a closed Facebook group for real estate agents. It's called Your Journey with Jenny because we're all on a journey every day. <laughs> and that's just where I share all the systems and tools and tips and tricks that we use in our business and that I've learned over the years or that I have R&D ripped off and duplicated from other real estate agents. And so that is just my outlet every morning. That's the place that I think of first and I go to first is adding some value to my agent community out there to give you something to go with. And I don't even know what it's gonna be every day, honestly. It's like, what is going on in my life? And that's what I'll share. So, uh, but as a real estate team, I have um, awesome people that help me out. I could not have the success without them. So I've got some great agents, um, Nate and Brittany and Mindy's newer to the team. And then some awesome admin that keep us moving forward with Jennifer and Paula and a marketing girl, Christine. And together, all of us, um, last year, we helped 145 families here in Tulsa. And uh, we have a big goal this year. And we really attach our success to loving on our people. We're mostly database business. We give back to our community. And that's just at the forefront. And that allows us to have fun. So let me back up a little bit, because you just said something that was mind-blowing to me. When I spoke to you at Family Reunion in February, I was talking to you about your average sales price. And correct me if I'm wrong, but your average sale price in Tulsa is what, 150 right? Yeah, as a, as a market, it's around 185 So yeah. So say that again, 145 units yeah. at 180 average sale price with what three actual active agents on your team that's phenomenal that's phenomenal yeah they're awesome whoa <laughs> they're awesome yeah yeah and i don't want to take credit for it at all i just am lucky enough that they've been attracted to me from whatever they see value in and that's how they're just a part of of helping this grow so it's fun mm -hmm. So how did, why, why real estate? Like, why did you, why real estate? What were you doing? Why? Well, it's this little story of a person who goes off to college and doesn't really know what they want to be when they grow up. Tell me if you can relate to this. Um, and then I was, you know, failing all through, failing forward, as we say, all through college. Finally, um, got into some classes where I was like, oh, wow, school is fun when you start doing things that you enjoy. And that, then I ended up, I was waiting tables all through college. I don't know if anybody waited tables. I think that real estate agents are, are awesome when they have some uh, real estate or some restaurant training in their, in their history. And so I was waiting tables and then I got my master's degree in human relations only because I wasn't ready to grow up yet. And I still didn't know what I wanted to be. So I spent two more years in, in school, got a degree, worked in HR, sitting in a cubicle office, and I was in charge of payroll and benefits. And I don't know if you know anything about a normal workspace, because none of us do that, because we probably can't handle it. I was responsible for 
the things that people, employees were the most annoyed about, what their benefits were, that they were being charged every month for um, insurance or whatever, and then also complaining that their payroll wasn't right. So uh, quickly, I realized like this office gig is not for me. And I just ran into a high school friend and he had just gotten in real estate, said, you need to buy a house. And I, I said, I don't have any money. And he said, then you should get in real estate. A girl at, in my office, she made $10,000 last month. And I was like, what? I'm in. And they didn't tell me that that was all she made for like six months, you know. Which is details, details. Yeah. So that's how I got into real estate. And I just always still showed up, even though now I had all this freedom and flexibility, I showed up and treated it like a job because I'd been working in a real job for for about a year. So I was still showing up at nine and doing the work. And my broker back then, it was um, just a small independent company in Norman, Oklahoma. He said, he just started noticing that I was showing up and being there. And that's where um, I just learned that I was a learning based person that I um, just like to follow a schedule. And really, if you guys look at it, the most successful people in real estate or any industry, you know, they're accountable people, they show up and do their work. And um, that's what I was finding I was becoming. So that's where and how I got into real estate. So, so, so sexy. I know. <laughs> I love it. Jenny, transaction. I, I've been watching you for a little while and um, I just want to say that the way that you take care of your community and the way that you feature the businesses, especially right now, is super, super awesome. Is there any way you can tell us a little bit about that and how that kind of started and <clears throat> how you're able to do that remotely? Because I've noticed that you shifted now from doing it in person to doing it via Zoom or probably something like that, right? Yeah, I'm so excited because of this shift in our businesses and not driving the kid to school. I have more time in my day because I'm settled here. And um, so really it started a long time ago. Just part of our mission statement is giving back to other small business owners and supporting our community and, and donating to nonprofits. It's already just who we are in our culture as a team. And this has been on my to-do list for a year was to every week at least feature one business partner or one local restaurant. And I'd been doing it without any real good plan, without any accountability around it. So basically just failing all over it and looking like it's a success, but I knew that it really wasn't. And so this week, over the past weeks, I've been um, doing just Zoom videos, three to five minutes. Um, just like this, where I will interview them and then I'm putting it on a page that we have that I'd created about a year ago. Again, it was not purposeful at all. Super sloppy. You know why? Because I'm in charge of it. Because <laughs> I don't have help with it. And um, it's called Tulsa Looks Good on You. You guys can go look at it and just see what we put on there. And really, it's just sharing, you know, business owners and um, local restaurants and they're getting so many likes and shares. And that, and it's not about me because it doesn't even really say anything about the wallet group on there or real estate on there at all. It's all about the community. And um, my goal is that just maybe they get one new customer because somebody saw this video and that just makes my heart happy. So that's just what we've been doing. It's been fun. That's awesome. I think we're all trying to do stuff like that. And yeah. after seeing the way that you're doing it, I think it's super genius. So yeah, um, I didn't come anybody up. wants to see it. Um, 
go go check her out. Look her up on Facebook. It's pretty public. I mean, I, I was able to look it up and I'm not Facebook friends with you, um, but it's called Tulsa Looks Good on You. And she also does something awesome called What's Up Wednesday, where she does like an update. Um, I know. That's super nice. Um, and it's, I think it looks well put together. So um, it's nice because it tells you what's going on in and around town, what's going on in the market, all kinds of stuff. So yeah, I love it. Well, nothing is my original thought. So everyone is welcome to share anything that you hear from me because it's not mine to keep. <laughs> I don't think anybody's is at this point. So. <laughs> so tell us about your team and how you have grown it. What are your growing pains? What would you redo? Are you, are you happy? Do you regret anything? Huh. Ah. Ooh, juicy. Um, <laughs> The great thing is, is that um, I admit freely to all people and to my team that I'm a work in progress. And so when I go back in time and part of my story that I've shared over and over again through the years is all of my failing forwards. I mean, I actually, there's a magazine that Keller Williams has called Out Front. And uh, over a year ago, I was on the, I was in the, the magazine uh, that, uh, that was called fail forward, like the cover. So all of it was about failure. So that's awesome. I got to rehash all of those. And uh, so what I discovered was that when I started having success and some growth in my business, what are we all doing? We're all just hair on fire. We don't know how to properly hire. We don't have the time to properly train or hold people accountable. I was terrible at holding people accountable because if you guys are like me, you just get up and you do what you're supposed to do every day. Yes. And I don't know if you found that other people don't always do that. Correct. <laughs> we have the best intentions, but we don't always follow through with our actions. And so I was just getting people like band-aids, you know, come help me, come help me. You have a heartbeat without, and there are so many great people along the way. I'm not discounting any of the people in my past. It's just that I wasn't probably being the best leader for them to give them guidance or to help them get better. And so what do we do? We're just like, you're out of here. Um, so I had lots of, not lots, but I had some turnover over the years. I'll always take ownership that it was me um, because that's what leaders do. And then um, over time, as what I noticed was when I started attracting the right people, was when I was showing up and doing the right things. So the years of bold four times in a row, and then the next year I took bold three times in a row, how are you showing up when you're in a, a life and leadership and systems and accountability type class all year long? You're showing up as your best self. Mm -hmm. And that's what started coming into my world. That's when I attracted great people to help me. And that's where we are right now. And now I just follow the systems, models, and tools that are already created for me. So that like, you know, there's this book, it's called the Millionaire Real Estate yeah. Agent. That's our Bible. And uh, we don't really go off of that. We just go with the career visioning process because I'm not that smart. I mean, I just have to like follow a, a, a manual of how to do things. And that's when I'm the most successful. Yeah. Right. So one of the things that I've noticed when we talk to top producers and people with these really great teams is that you guys somewhere along the way decided to leverage a whole lot faster than I've ever, I like literally can't wrap my head around the leverage piece. 
when did you decide to start hiring to grow the team? And was that a quick process? And how did you get over your fear of doing that? Well, I'm slower than most. I told you I'm 47 years old and I've been doing this for almost 20 years. So you can see that my growth has been very, very slow. It just may look like I'm an overnight success because you're hopping into my story today. And when I started growing, a team was purely out of necessity and to get my life back because I had at the time, my daughter's 12 and a half now. And when I started having success and growth in my business because I got purposeful with it she was three and a half so I don't know if you have small children you know that they um you know they may throw water in your face with you know a <laughs> <full stage> trick, <laughs> and you can't control that right and so that's when um I had to grow a team because I had the hours between mommy's day out to get in my work and so, or nap times and how much energy do you have during nap times when they're little? Not a lot. So I was working late, getting up early and I was just burning it at all ends. So the only reason I started growing a team was because a girlfriend of mine came up to me. She said, Jenny, I love you. And I see on your face how stressed out you are. And I don't like it. And I was already thinking about getting my real estate license anyway. Can I do that and help you? Oh, wow. That's a good friend. <laughs> yeah. And she's still in my world in some fashion. She's our stager for our team. And so, yeah. Awesome. And so it's just things like that. Like I wouldn't have started growing a team. And then only, only because I have a coach, a business coach that has helped guide me and push me is the reason that it looks like I've gone faster than I really have. So. So did I hear that you are, are you like going to be a bold coach? Did I hear that somewhere? Well, I, um, so I kind of started that process and I guess you would say I'm kind of in the red shirt program. And then there's this virus that took over our world. So all of my upcoming travel of shadowing and, and teaching and training, for bold has been put on hold. So we're gonna get through this next pivot um, bold that's coming up and then we'll see, yeah. I've just, been bold 12 times and it really changed my life in ways that I can't even explain, like just so near and dear to my heart. But what does it mean to you? I'm curious. You know, this is the thing is over all of the times I've taken it, um, I was just at different places and of my life. And it was either growing a team or focusing on this or that. And um, for me now, why it felt like the right time to start this bold journey in a different way as an instructor, as a coach, was because I am so excited about the new content. If you've been in the latest bold, uh, 2.0, you know that now it is all of our favorite books. It's our, uh, it's all comes from Quantum Leap, from The One Thing, Six Personal Perspectives, Millionaire Real Estate Agent. And so for me, it's the material that I was already teaching, training, and using every single day in my life. So why not? Because I shared with you that I love giving back and adding value to real estate agents. So isn't this doing and living my mission and my purpose just on a bigger scale? Oh, absolutely. If that's probably my biggest life dream ever would to be a, a bold coach, but 
I, they're going to laugh at me, am absolutely terrified of flying. So I have a little bit of a problem when it comes to uh, bold coaching because of that, but um, it's incredible. It's, and are you, I'm signed up for pivot. So I'm really excited about that too. Yeah. Well, I could give you a couple bold laws to get over that whole like airplane thing, but you'll for sure have to fly. (laughs) (laughs) Three years worth of therapy hasn't worked yet, but maybe if I had, I do think to myself, like maybe if I had something that pulled me that much that I was that passionate about that it would get me there, but it's a lot of like, like I always joke, I'm like, Gene Rivers has an RV that he's wrapped with like all of his uh, mm-hmm. bring the river stuff. And mm-hmm. I'm like, Can't I just, I'll do an RV. I'll just drive through the night. It'll be great. <laughs> That's very exciting. Congratulations yeah. to you on that. Yeah. Thanks. We'll see. So I met you and Brittany at the mega moms event in Tulsa back yeah. in September. And you guys shared so many great like database touches that you guys are doing. Um, my favorite one that you guys did after closing for your buyers was the welcome home in yeah. the lawn. Um, so when they pulled up to their new house, they had this cute sign. Um, will you talk about some of your database touches with your clients and some of your events that you do? Cause you guys do a lot of really cool stuff. Yeah, well, I love that. And actually, if you are my Facebook friend today on my story, I posted, um, a some buyers that are closing today. So, so what she's talking about is um, we came up with, so I was teaching the Keller Williams University class called customer experience. And inside of that class, you go through the five S's of uh, the five S model. And that is where, and hopefully I get this right. That's where you set expectations with your clients from the beginning, you serve them. So you perform what you say you will do. You survey, so you're checking in along the way making sure you're doing it all, uh, you something and sustain and something else. Okay, whatever. So the last <laughs> two I'll get back to you on. And the point is that you are um, delivering this amazing customer experience all along the way and checking in and then afterwards, oh, and then you're surprising and delight. So you surprise and delight them. So as a team, we were doing this at our uh, mid-year review last year. And so we went through those five S's. And so we touched on what were we doing and what could we do better? What could we plus? And that surprise and delight piece really stood out to us. So we were like, okay, if every step of the way in this process, how can we make them feel so amazing and surprised that that's just not the norm, that most real estate agents aren't doing this. And so that's where we had Nate on our team had seen this online and we'd implemented these welcome home signs. So you guys know the big corrugated letters. And so we bought the letters and you can find them online, just search for alphabet letters. And uh, it says, welcome home. And then we just added a house shaped sign that um, says sold by the wallet group. So why that is fun is because once you work with a buyer, you aren't getting to put your sign in the yard, right? Because the listing agent sign is out there. And so by having our sign in the yard for at least a week, then um, we're able to also get some publicity on being the agents for that house. And our buyers love it. They get home from after closings and they're just surprised and they love it and they snap pictures and share it. So that's one that we love. Another one that we implemented was um, when they go under contract, 
um, whether it's a buyer or a seller, that we take them a little, um, little gift. So we had five boxes, so just five moving boxes. We have some logoed packing tape so that they can get packing and uh, just a little swag bag. And I think we had some little champagne inside, you know, hey, it's time to celebrate you're buying a house or selling a house. Um, and then every other fun event that we do, like I said, it's inside of my group that I share, Your Journey with Jenny, because um, the events that are really having the most success are the ones you've already heard of. The ones that are, you do it one time and then it's a system. So you just replay that, that system over and over again. So always the pie days for, how, for um, Thanksgiving. Um, right now we had our biggest event coming up at a baseball game and that obviously is gonna be canceled. So what we've, I'll just share though, is whatever your event ends up being, we always started small. So like if we hadn't done an event yet, we would, when we first started doing events, we've only been doing them for a couple of years now, we just started small. So we'd start with our past clients from the last year. And then we would do the event and then we go, okay, what was good? What was bad? Now we can grow it. So then the next year we'd include all of our past clients, or then we'd include all of our allied resources. And then finally, now we're at a level where we could even have events that include all of our database. But the kicker is, is that I think so many people are afraid of doing events because they're afraid of, oh my gosh, so many people show up. Or the other side of that I hear too is like, what if nobody shows up? Okay. And so what, what we've done is we just have, everybody has to RSVP through Eventbrite and we just have a cap. So like if we know we only have a budget to give away 40 pizzas for a date night, that's the number. So you can't go over it. And then that adds urgency of, hey guys, you need to RSVP for your date night pizza and, and six pack of beer because this is, you know, so that, you know, it's a first come first serve basis. Um, so that's been fun. And then another piece that we added in this past year, I know I will just keep rambling with all this goodness. No, um, please keep going because I'm taking notes. Right, <laughs> me too. So then the next thing is that um, we added in, have you guys heard of the bold, reverse reverse bold 100 yes yes so every event so like we have five events planned for this year and so every event has the same playbook pretty much and now we just added in the week before the event we have a call-in day for some kind of giveaway that's kind of related to the event and so people then are we're marketing it with some, you know, emails and video and that's going out to our database and on our social media sites. And then that is encouraging them to go ahead and call in to us and they just confirm all their contact information. And then we say, oh, and by the way, if you can think of anybody that may need to buy or sell or invest in real estate, then we can put you in the drawing twice. And so that's a great way that we've been not only building our database, but also getting referrals, which is fun. Now, I would say with all these events and all the things happening in the world right now, be very gentle with these kind of right. things, I think. Right. It's for later. Yeah. So the thing that I took away the most, like out of everyone that I talked to and listened to at the Mega Moms event, you were the one I took the most notes on. 
Um, so the biggest thing that I took away from you and Brittany actually helped me with this, which is super cool, um, was the VIP sheet that you guys do. So we just talk about that really fast because it's one of my favorite things that I learned and oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. I mean, we all know that the point of having a database is to have data of your people. And I'm sure you guys are going through your database right now especially and reaching out to your clients and, and having these care calls just checking in on them well this is also when you're taking notes and adding this so what jessica's talking about is whenever someone comes into our world and they are a potential client a buyer or a seller they just fill out a vip form we actually have it as a google dot a google form so that they just give us their favorites of all things and uh then whenever it is time for closing or a special treat or thank you. We know what their favorite restaurant is. We know what their favorite flowers are, things like that. Is that what stood out to you mostly? Yeah. So that's just another way to have more data on your people so that then you get to be really caring and listening about them. Well, like for me, it was great because like I've had a couple of really rough transactions to start the year off. Well, how cool is it that now I know what their favorite restaurant is and I can just pop a gift card in the mail and say, hey guys, I know that like it never, it was one of those moments where I was like listening to you and I'm like, <laughs> I'm really good at this stuff with my clients and you're like on steroids. <laughs> I just and had I like, Why has this never dawned on me before? But it's, it really is like an added little bit that separates you in such a huge way and it doesn't take a lot of effort to do it well i'll say one more other thing that has really made a difference is i used to have all the people thrown into my database not really categorized in any fashion they were maybe tagged as a past client or something but have you found that just because somebody worked with you in the past maybe they're not a referring type person they just, they're nice enough, you got along, but they're just not gonna be someone that's your, your cheerleader or your raving fan, and that's okay. But for me, with my high eye and relationship behavioral style, like it would hurt my feelings if I'd never hear back from them. And of course I've grown since then and I, I've gotten over that. Um, and I was still though putting equal thought and money into all people in my database, although they are not equal. And so in 2017, we created our Rockstar program. And this came from the idea, you guys have probably heard of Liz Johnson with Perk Your Sphere. You can buy her 40 page book on Amazon. It's a great system. It's just a system. And as I was um, reading Liz, Liz's um, book, I was like, well, wait. And so inside of the Millionaire Real Estate Agent on page 141, Gary Keller actually talks about having an allied resource referral generating program. Yep. So Gary had already created it. And then Liz just went into good detail about an idea, ideas of getting people to refer you more. So we really focused on our rockstar group. So if you guys, Jessica, if you shared a referral with us, we have a whole system now of all these things that are gonna happen. So you share a referral with us, we're gonna thank you so much, you're amazing. And then we're gonna apply an action plan or a smart plan that says, now she gets brownies, then she goes into our closed Facebook group, then I'm gonna call her and personally thank her and all these other things. And now you're tagged as a rock star, so you're gonna get special invites, special giveaways and all these special things because you're special. 
compared to the other people. No offense. <laughs> what program do you guys use for your team? Um, we are currently with Rivity and um, we're working with Command as well. So we're Same. on our way over there. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Jenny, are you still in production? A uh, little bit. Because <laughs> I mean, obviously that's someone, something that people always talk about, right? Like that elusive seventh level and the journey there and then the journey back and then in and out. Of, like, can you share a little bit of how that journey's gone for you? Well, here's the deal. I realized that, so I think you're right. Like so many people think that that's the goal. Let's just get the heck out of this business. Well, what happens is you get out of it too fast and you're broke yes. because your P&L is not meant to not have the rainmaker in production. It just doesn't work. So early on when I got out of production, it was way too soon and it was terrible. I was using my personal credit cards to fund team expenses. Yeah. I remember a family reunion that um, in January we come off of cap. So that means now we're gonna start paying back into Keller, you know, our, our split back to our company. And January and February are typically the leanest months for us in the past. So not only are we having less production, we, we have less money. Yes. And so every year I was just a basket case because we went to family reunion and I was putting all of our hotels with my whole team. I paid for everything back then, everything on my personal credit cards. And they had no idea the debt that I was going in to be in business for them to be a part of my team. And uh, so I don't do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and so when I, I did get back into production and I did get back to profitable and now I, I mean, that's our number one conversation every week with my coaches, where are we on the numbers? And so the only reason that I'm able or have chosen to not take as many listings is because I really suck at it. Like, I'm just saying like, that's not my thing. My thing is building relationships and doing the community and the giving back stuff and the building the systems. And I'm a huge systems person. I love that stuff. And so let me be the team cheerleader and um, the systems. So really I've been operating like the director of operations for my team. So I just pay myself a salary for that role. What's your desk profile? Uh, what do you think? <laughs> I think you're a D. I. I think, I think, she, I think, I think you can be a DC. I think she's an ID. Yeah. What okay. is it? I, ID. ID. Interesting. Yeah, it's funny because um, yesterday we were talking to Leslie Peters in Atlanta. Love her. Love her. Like, we're twins except for being more pretty. Yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous. But um, so we were talking about this whole thing that like, the, that D role does surprisingly well in that operational background. And I think a lot of times we get pigeonholed into selling, 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 and the team suffers because it's actually really good to have a DE behind the scenes forcing all those systems forward. Yeah, what I've learned is that I've got some superstar mega agent friends and half of them are that driver. They love the thrill of the chase. They love going on appointments and, and winning the deal, getting the listing. 
And I have none of that in my heart. Like what was happening was I was still the lead listing agent on my team with buyer agents. Well, we know there's number one thing that you must have to be in business. Well, there's three things. You start with leads and listings and leverage. And I was not doing my job on the listing side. So when I got out of the way and I allowed my two agents to do both, that's when our production started going up more and more every year was because I got out of the way. Yep. Yeah. Um, and I guess I would ask like though, so that other piece of that story that you shared with the profitability and the scariness of running a team and the responsibility and the emotion that comes with it, like that's another place that I feel like people get really stuck and I've gotten stuck there too. Like, um, but can you speak to maybe the benefits of having a team? Is it worth it to struggle through all of those things? Is it better on the other side? Should people hear that as a cautionary tale and not move forward with the team or is it a good thing? I think that it is all dependent on your goals. You can be, if you love the real estate business and in the business stuff, and that is the most profitable position to be in. If you can be an agent and have maybe a showing agent or a buyer agent, your two admin, I mean, that is where you're going to be the most profitable. And if you're still doing what you love, that's great. Now, remember, I'm at an age in my life where I do not choose. Now I don't have to. Maybe I should get back into listing houses because I could do them all by, by Zoom appointment. And you know, I did not want to go out in the evenings or on the weekends. And so that's where I made that choice. So I traded time for money. Mm -hmm. Now, the kicker though, is that you have to run your business like a business. So I would always recommend you have a business coach, you read the book Profit First, and you always start with, why in the heck am I even doing this, this business? If you don't know your personal mission statement or why you get up every day and put yourself out there for free, like you aren't making any money until you perform. And then even when you perform, it's still going to be 30 to 60 days till you get paid. So you guys are in this, we're in this profession that it is pure grit. You got to keep going. And you got to have confidence in yourself and what you're doing and not giving up. So I think you get to make that choice of which direction you want to go. I think a lot of, uh, I'm glad you brought that up because I think a lot of our industry shoves it into realtors that you've got to have a team. You've got to have this, you've got to have that. And it's not about everybody else. It's about you and what you want and how you want to drive your future. So I think agents really need to hear that. The piece about growing a team is amazing and the leverage of it and the responsibility goes up, right? So right now, if I didn't, thank God we do, we have a pipeline of homes under contract that are still able to pay the bills. And if everything dried up tomorrow, I still have those hard costs. So the point in attracting agents to your team, you have to have a great value proposition because they're going to be contributing a part of their split to the team money and that team money pays for the admin and pays for the marketing, et cetera, they have to have buy-in on that. So you must be really performing and giving them something that they couldn't go do on their own, if that makes sense. So that's where knowing your own value proposition and having enough leads coming in 
that they want to be a part of your world. So. So let's have a coaching moment with me then. Okay, great. <laughs> you know, I'm not a real coach. I just play one. I, but, but you are. <laughs> um, I'm t- like, I'm terrified. Like, I don't know how else to explain to you, like how I feel about building a team. It terrifies me. Same. But in the next breath, like there's only so much I can do in a day. So how do you, how would you have me start getting over that fear? Well, I mean, it's always the pain and pleasure question, right? You're in pain right now. You're, you have more to do in a day than you can do, correct? Mm -hmm. Okay. So in that day that you are overwhelmed and stressed, um, this is just an early trick that I learned is on a piece of paper, you have a, a notepad and you say things I, things I should not be doing. So as you're uh, data entering a property into MLS, that goes on the list. As you're making a flyer, that goes on the list. So things I should not be doing. And then another column that says things I don't like doing. And you're going to quickly come up with a job description of somebody who could add some relief to your life. And mine started with just the transaction coordinator at your real estate office. Or nowadays, oh my gosh, there are so many places online. Um, I'll, I'll recommend one called um, um, Upwork, U-P-W-O-R-K. It is a freelance, it's a, it's a website that provides um, part-time temporary help. And there are very talented, smart people on there. And I had an assistant that was helping me for $10 an hour. You put in what you're willing to pay And you would be so surprised, I was, I was shocked, that somebody would work for $10 an hour who has a college degree, and they're in the United States, so you don't have to worry about any of that stuff. The other great piece about this kind of leverage is you can just turn off the contract whenever you want to be done with them. Like, it's not a personal confrontation thing you have to go through, which I really like. (laughs) That's my high eye. (laughs) And so... You just put in what you need somebody to do and you would be so amazed. Guess what? You're doing it anyway. So whenever you're going and you're thinking, oh, I can just enter this real quick because I know how to do it. Get your little tripod. See, I've got all these tools right here. So get a little tripod and hold up your phone and video yourself doing it with the screen and say, okay, now I'm going to show you how to do this. And you record it and you tell them where to click. And now you've got video documentation of your training manual of how to do things. That's genius. Why did I never think of that? Well, you're doing it anyway. You're doing all these things anyway. Why not just video yourself? I mean, now you could do it on a Zoom, right? You could get on your Zoom. You could share your screen, record it, and pass it to your next person. That's what I did with this this Upwork gal that worked with us for over six months. I would just say, here's how you do this. And then she did it perfect. There was no question. So... That's just a way for you to coach me. (laughs) (laughs) I'll just yell at you a lot because that's what I do. Perfect. That's what I need. (laughs) Okay. So that's how you talk to people who have not had a team. How would you speak to people who have had a team? The team fell apart. It was a giant flaming pile of poop disaster. And now they have team PTSD. Or maybe they hired one person. It didn't work and they are in fear about it again. How do you push through that? Because you've had some failures, I'm sure. Oh, right, I told you, I was in the whole like magazine about it. 
Um, that's actually the story that was in there is that I had had a team and in the same week I had over leveraged my, to my agents. Cause I was so burnt out. I didn't want to talk to anybody anymore. And so I just said, here, you do all the listings, you do all the buyers. I'm going to just hang out in a hole in my office. And when you are burnt out on people, you stop calling them. So I stopped lead generating. So now I'm leaving lead generating to two people who are not even highly qualified yet to be real estate agents because they were newer in the business and I wasn't holding them accountable or train blah, 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 the whole story. So in the same week in March of 2015, I let one of them go because she had some ethical choice, unethical choices that I didn't approve of. And then the other one was ready to go live her dream at the beach and was closing on a condo in 30 days. And so in the same week, I got both jobs back. And all I did, honestly, that would be a, a team fit crumbling. Oh, like yeah. all of my production and I had no pipeline. Mm. And that's when I got into bold and did all that stuff. But for me, the rebuilding, like I had a pity party for about five minutes and on a call with my coach. And then I said, he's like, okay, you're done. Now let's get to work. And I was like, oh my gosh, that was the best thing that could ever happen. I got to clear out the, the bad hires or the me sucking at training and holding people accountable. So now I get to start over and now I get to do it right. And so I got into the classes and I learned how to do it right. And I, again, just have a coach that holds me to it. So I, it think, I think though, that to answer your question, why do you wanna grow a team? Is it because you want more money? Is it because you want more status? Is it because you want to empower and grow other people? Because here's how I associate it now. When we help more families buy and sell houses in Tulsa, we have more money to give back to our community. My agents, if you've met Brittany or Nate on my team, they both, and I think they're okay with me sharing this, they both net over six figures net like they don't have expenses and so there's no risk for them so now i see that they're taking what they've learned through being in my world and having a big life and a and lots of fun with their families that's that it has to like come back around and fire you up to get out of bed every day that i must show up to generate business for them i love it but so DI, that's what I am too. That's a really, I feel like that's a really hard personality because for me, and I, I think a lot of us are similar that are DI. It's like, I love people. I love people. I love, but you're doing it wrong. I love people. I love, it's not fast enough. Like, I love you. I love you. Get out. You know, so it's like, it's a really, really hard personality type because like the, I loves people so much that it absolutely breaks our I little hearts to hold people accountable to things. Yeah. So how do you deal with that? How do you push past that? And then my D and I don't know if this is because I'm a woman or because of emotional situations I've been in my life or because I'm a mom. Like I, I feel like women are shamed a little bit to have that D personality. It's unattractive. It's masculine. It's not feminine. It's overbearing. It's all these it, it, you're a bitch. It's all these really bad words that we don't like. So I'm constantly, I get taken advantage of a lot because between my I 
that wants to really love and care for people and feeling self-conscious about like letting that D come out, it doesn't go well. So how do you deal with all of that? Um, again, it's just going to all be around. Now I've gone through all of that, all of those things. Uh, I definitely still feel like nobody goes fast enough for me. And that's just an issue that I get to deal with every day. And I also know that I care about them and I want them in my world. And that matters more than going fast. And so I've had to switch it that way. Also, it all still goes back to what are your goals. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I've even heard that, you know, somebody that can be a piece of leverage in your business or your life, even if they can do it at 80% of you, that's, that's better. That, that's good. That's enough. So you always, and there's the top grading piece. That's the hardest part. So what I've really had the best success in relating to this, the I and the D, loving people and caring about them while still knowing that we have goals and we must get them done, is that it all just has to go back to standards. So I had a reset with standards on my team a year ago because I was noticing that I assumed that everybody knows that they should follow up promptly with a new lead or referral. And that would be what we assume and what happens when you assume. And then my expectations weren't being met, but I never told them my expectations or maybe I did, but it wasn't written down. So we rewrote our standards and I presented them to the team and in a team meeting and we all had a conversation and we all agreed that those were important. These are, this is how we are successful in our business by doing these five things every week. And they signed them. So they are in agreement. So now that is it. Like that's how they get leads and referrals is by showing up and doing and performing their standard. And I even had a reset with admin. It's important that we do these things. Do you all agree? Yes, now we have a standard. The biggest other piece is when you are bringing people through the hiring process, that you really follow the career visioning model because there are so many outs for you and so many pauses. So if you're questioning somebody, it's, it tells you, think, stop, think, is this really the right person? And then what's really saved my butt is that that 30, 60, 90 is crucial because when you share with them, hey, Lindsay, it's, it's so exciting that we get to work together and this is gonna be great and here's your job description and I'm gonna meet with you and here's what we're gonna do. And this is really just a dating period. So we're gonna go for 30 days and we're gonna look back, have you done and knocked, knocked it out of the park on all these tasks. And I have let people go on day 89. Oh, wow. And it was because I had that 30, 60, 90 to share with them, all right, here's the deal. I do not believe that this is a good fit for us to move forward and here's why. This is, I mean, remember, that's when they're gonna show up their best. Mm -hmm. And if they aren't nailing it in those first few months, how are they gonna be next month or the next month? It's just gonna get worse. And so that for me has helped my behavioral style. And guess what? When I have done that because the whole team could tell that person was not the right fit and I let people go, I get high fives from my team members because they see me showing up as a leader and making a hard decision. I know Gary says um, 
his, his saying is, I love you, but the standards don't change. Right. Yeah. So that's basically what you just said. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's a struggle. Like it's hard as an I, because you do love people so much to hold people accountable. So I guess you just get tougher or better at it as you go. Yeah. Well, I love the goals more and I love helping the community more. And if you're not in on that, then we're just not a fit. I love that. Me too. Are you hiring in Tulsa? <laughs> yes, break it. We'll have to take you through the process. We can do it through Zoom though. <laughs> so what are some things that you're doing right now that you've shifted to doing over the last two or three weeks as the world landscape is changing like crazy rapidly? I'll tell you what, the most fun is that we are more connected as a team than we have ever been. So we're starting, um, we were already in the habit of doing a Google Hangout at 8.15 every day. Um, we're a team that lots of us have kids and driving kids to school. So we just did the Google Hangout on our phones. So most of us were just on the phone. There was no video because um, we're driving and stuff. And so we switched that 815 Google Hangout to just a Zoom so we can see each other's faces. And some may still have their video off if it's too early. And um, that's just how we're connecting. And we just share what we're grateful for. And we share our goals and intentions for the day. And that's every morning. And then on Mondays, we have a team meeting, which we're still keeping with. And that's at 1130, because it's after Legion time. And we're doing those by Zoom. Um, this last week, I added in a, a MAPS coach to come in and just train for 15 minutes while we're already on video. Might as well just have somebody else come in and, and give us some training. And then the biggest um, thing that I've noticed a change in our productivity is that we're lead generating together from 9.30 to 11.30 by Zoom. So just like we're here, you would just mute yourself so I can still see everybody's faces and we're just on the computer and we're making our calls. And so that has really helped in our accountability because I needed it and I'm sure that they do as well. That's a really and, good idea to have the Zoom going to kind of feel like there's still human yeah. interaction there. And yeah. that's awesome. And then like, you know, you guys are doing here, you can just add a chat if you don't need to, you know, say something to somebody or share any wins or successes. And then another thing we implemented, so this is all within the last week or so, um, we have a, a five o'clock at the end of the day, um, share your wins and, and numbers. So we're sharing that, we use Slack as our tool for communicating. And so we just have an end of, end of day wins. And that's just been fun. So that would, I, would be the thing that I'm, saying that we're seeing the most of, we're also getting so caught up on our database calls. So people are really getting the phone calls and we're really reaching out to them. And uh, that's been the most fun. Let's see what else about my 411. Um, you know, what I added in every day was that I would give five reviews every day. So every day I'm going on Facebook or Google and I'm giving reviews of local business owners or local restaurants because I just figure that's a free, cheap way that I can still be supporting our community um, by just giving awesome. reviews. So that's awesome. Yeah, it's well, fun. Jenny, thank you so much for joining us. You have just made me smile. I have been wanting to reach out and talk to you for the longest time. I'm so happy we got to do it. Um, I look up to you. I do. I just following you on Facebook and seeing how gentle you are and genuine you are is just, it's amazing. So I'm super happy that you came on today. 
thank you for taking time out of your crazy day, especially for what's going on, to talk to us. We, we appreciate it. Such an honor. Thank yes. you. Thank you, Jenny. Thank Thanks, you, guys. guys. Reach out if you need anything. Bye. Bye. We hope you loved our show today. If you enjoyed it, do the homegirls a favor and leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen. Share this episode with all of your homegirls and friends and find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at homegirlsco.